we have noise canceling headphones, which have saved the marriage and <laughs> stuff like <laughs> That's that. Funny. So, yeah, we call them the marriage savers. But I yeah. mean, it works pretty well for. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's working. No, it works really well. I mean, they're a day. They're obvious. We we have really high highs and really low lows, mm-hmm. and so everything is just magnified in the van um, specifically. By this small space. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so if a dish falls off the counter and breaks. It is like the end of the world. Like, what yes. are we doing? And um, and then, you know, other times it's like we're driving down the road and the, the sunset's amazing. And like, this is amazing. You right. Know what right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got to bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't share that story. Hang on, did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're a visionary. I see your connection here. (laughs) Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. My name is Jeff. And this is Andre. I got a little chuckle out of you. (laughs) I like it that I can still make you laugh. Oh, yes. You do sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes? Mm Mm-hmm. Just sometimes. Sometimes I make you cry, too. (laughs) Right. I like it better when I'm making you laugh. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Chris and Sarah today. Yeah. Who are Chris and Sarah? Yeah. They are YouTube channelers. YouTubers. YouTubers? I I like, they kind of name themselves digital nomads. Oh, yes. That's a good description. So they are living the van life and they have a YouTube channel called Let's Be Us. And you should definitely check it out and subscribe because they show their epic adventures throughout the United States traveling in this really awesome, beautiful van. Custom van they did themselves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, With a huge bed apparently in it. Yeah, <laughs> we were a little <laughs> jealous, and it yeah. t- this whole this whole interview took me back to many memories being on the road with you. In which one, the van? Well, the bed specifically. I was thinking about all the times we had to sleep all with th- Nico. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where all of us would be like, "Who's sleeping with Nico?" And everyone's like, "Not, Not me. me." He's like the person that rolls everywhere and takes up the whole bed. So we, would, you, me, and Jada would all take turns not wanting to sleep with Nico. Yeah, Nico's a rough sleeper. But yeah, but in comparison, that bed was so small. And then we asked them about their bed and they're like, oh, it's almost king size. Yeah, it's basically like a Ah, king size bed. I'm like, I'm so jealous. What kind of van you got? (laughs) They got a fancy one. Yeah. You should check it out and look at it because it is beautiful too. Well, they have traveled... The, you know, all the way the, from the southeast states. all the way up to Alaska and yeah. back. They've almost done all Gone 50 up states. To Maine. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're really great. Let's be us is their kind of YouTube channel. Also, they're on Instagram. Uh, but I wanted to share three things to be listening for in this little podcast. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you writing these down, Andre? Mm. When I share these things, do you I'm write totally them down and then do you it. go back, listen to them and think about it? <laughs> Not one time. First thing is what inspired them to start their YouTube channel, which is Hanging with Herky. Maybe you should check out that YouTube channel too. Number two, bicycling. That sounded really weird. (laughs) Let's roll with it though. Let's (laughs) say riding a bike across America. There you go. And number three, the importance, the marriage savers which are noise-canceling headphones. I might have to agree with that one. You heard it here first from Let's Be Us, noise-canceling headphones. All right, so here we go. This is Chris and Sarah from Let's Be Us. Before we get into this interview, we do want to say one really quick note. And we are doing this interview in our new incredible studio at Plywood Place. But in the midst of it, there's a little construction in the background. It is under construction. So please bear with us, knowing sound is only going to get better in podcasts going ahead. I can start and then, you know. It makes it sound way cooler than yeah, we actually it are. it does make it sound way cooler. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we actually met bicycling across America from that Seattle. That does make you yeah, sound pretty cool. really cool. <laughs> I, I, well, we I, were yeah. bicycling across the <laughs> puts literally every other love story yeah. to shame. I know. <laughs> so we were biking from Seattle to New York, and um, both of us had uh, cycled a couple of different tours beforehand with a nonprofit, and um, we were leaders on this tour. 
And so um, it was a lot of spandex, you know, a lot of... <laughs> wow. It's like a, a camp counselor kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. How people... Yeah. A lot of uh, rashes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of... Skin rashes. A lot of chafing... Or, yeah, uh, yeah, chafing. Chafing cream. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember about long biking. Yeah. Chafing. Yeah. 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 So you're biking... And camping yeah. in between? Sort of a mix of everything. So we stayed in like churches on the floor. It was pretty much sleeping on floors all summer long. So churches, sometimes houses, that kind of thing, schools. Yeah. But you hadn't met before this. No, no we had not met. met. But we were leaders on this um, on this tour. Like we, And so there was this like camp counselor sort of vibe of like, you know, we're, we can't be together, but like we were like, we don't want to tell everybody like, you know, what's happening. We're trying and to so, keep it professional. Yeah, we're trying to keep it professional. And so there's a group of... Meanwhile, hiding in secret rooms. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, no, actually, we, <laughs> <laughs> we actually, Sneaking I did not like him at first yeah, at all. She could not so stand me. Yeah. It took a few weeks to But find then like I finally got into my spandex shorts, you know, put the jersey <laughs> on and like... She was like... Everything oh, changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. How long is this trip? It took us eight weeks. So you're so, together mm-hmm. all eight weeks. the time yeah. for eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, and it was around Montana is when she started <laughs> warming up to me. You there know? wasn't much else out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somewhere it's five state for us. So like Montana is when I started being like, okay, I could I could get used to that. And then like by Chicago, we were like, all right. Something's going on. So yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. funny that it's by state. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And even now, like when we travel, if we bicycled through that state or something, we always were like, "Oh, that's just a it's a two day bike ride from here," you know. And like we yeah. equate it like <laughs> yeah. that way, and it's so weird and bizarre. But um, but yeah, so we met cycling, and then after the tour, she was still. It was her last year of college at uh, UGA, and I was living in North Carolina, and um, so we dated. L- you know, a long distance relationship for about a year. And then she moved to Raleigh and then we got in. Well, and then yeah, she, we got engaged yeah, that year. Yeah, we got engaged and that year. Super and short engagement, six weeks. We actually eloped instead. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You guys have a life of adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, we actually moved from North Carolina to Seattle, Washington and eloped in um, Seattle. And so it makes us sound super cool, but really it was just kind of like, I don't know. I just mean, didn't want to deal with the stress, really. Like, yeah. We just wanted something different. Like, we wanted to hike. So, we, like, hiked up to this waterfall and then got married there and then hiked back down and got baptized in a lake. So, that was, like, our entire ceremony. And, like, we just wanted to do something different. So, with no family, no no Nobody. one was there? Just the yeah. two of you? The photographer. Yeah, photographer. And <laughs> yeah. there was there were two friends. Two friends. Well, were. Both of that were, like, on our bicycling tours mm-hmm. together. And so, um, yeah, and that was, that was it. It was really small. And then we came back in November, you know, back here to the, the Atlanta area and, you know, with family to have like a celebration there and everything. They knew and everything. We told yeah. them ahead of there time. There wasn't like turmoil or no. dissension with no. the family. No. They were actually super supportive of no. it. So that and, was nice. And honestly, they were sort of, it didn't like surprise them. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they yeah. 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 That yeah. sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. And you've been married for how long now? Almost four years. Almost four years. Yeah. Yeah. Four Almost years four since years. June. Yeah. So... And now you're living a life of adventure, but well, this started always been living. Well, yeah, <laughs> but now <laughs> it's a van together and traveling. And yeah. this started two years ago or one year, uh, about a year and a half ago. We actually hit half. the road. So, okay, yeah. and what led to that decision? Oh man, oh, man. sort of like a whole lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I I love adventure. I like changing scenery all the time. I like doing new things. But I think our entire relationship has been built around like new experiences and wanting to try crazy things. So like when we were moving, the reason we were moving to Seattle was I had received a job offer there. And so we packed up, we got married. And then two weeks after being married, um, the job that I had, you know, had they had reached out to me, like it was this whole like big shindig. They paid for us to move out there. And then two weeks after we had been married, right as soon as we got back from our like you know, honeymoon or week honeymoon, um, they fired me on the spot for like nothing. Like there was, they literally had no, they, turns out they hired somebody else and then they just didn't, like it wasn't a good fit for them or something. And so, but it was very all of a sudden. So two weeks into our marriage, there was this, you know, I, this big weight, you know, um, I'm sitting in this staff meeting and they're the type of guys too, that they would just like, Hey man, like, you know, you suck, ha, 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 you know, and they're laughing. And so it was <laughs> oh during the staff meeting and, you know, they're just joking and they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, 
you know, um, you can't work here anymore. And they made me sign this like non-disclosure form. Like with other people in with, the room? Yeah, with other people. And like, it was- This so, sounds like This uh, is like Pitch a movie. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, the, uh, you know, you know when, in one of the Pitch Perfect movies when she's like interning on the side and that guy comes in, and he's like the meanest, I don't know if you get- I'm the only person that's seen Pitch Perfect in the room here. <laughs> I know. It's my no, she's, I, I've seen the first one. <laughs> but keep going. Yeah. Keep Just going. Yeah. completely yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, right? yeah. So he, I mean, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I was laughing when they were telling me this because I thought they thought were joking. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a good one, man. Like, why? You know, and he's like, no, for real. You know, and so immediately like, I'm texting Sarah under the table. I'm like, you need to pick me because I didn't have a car at that time. Or she one had, car. we had one car. So she yeah. had dropped me off. And so I didn't have a way to get out of this awkward oh meeting. Oh, my God. So, a rough start to our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it was two weeks two, into marriage. Two, two weeks, one weeks into week after marriage. the honeymoon. Yeah, one week after the honeymoon. And so... I have to go to my new wife and say, I don't have a way <laughs> to make money and support us. And, you know, and thankfully, like I, I'm a freelancer and, you know, and I had some clients, you know, for, you know, from past stuff. And so it wasn't like a crazy drop off, but it was still this big life change that had happened. And, um, and, and so, this is already, you moved to Seattle. We had they, moved to yeah, Seattle. They, they reached out to him out of the blue. It was yeah. an old, like, sort of friend connection. They knew what he was doing. And yeah. we actually said no to the job the first time. We were like, we don't feel right about this. And then we ended up, they pursued him again. And we we're like, okay, like, we wanted to move. We wanted to change. And Yeah, and they were willing to pay they for paid everything. all and of so our moving expenses. So it was sort of we like. We prayed about it. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. And it so was, now I mean, you're in a totally different city. Yeah, 3, totally different city. <laughs> well, and, they, and then during the entire like firing experience, that meeting, they used every good thing about, you know, our situation and turned it around as, as a, as a reason why, why they should fire. Like we weren't paying for housing at that time. We had a free place to stay for three months. Sarah had just got a new job while we were there. So that was another reason while well, you're, you're taking care of. And, and so it was like all these other reasons why they didn't want, you know, to keep me on. And so, and we don't have family in Seattle. We don't have any other connections or anything like that. So we actually had a friend reach out and you know he he had heard like you know what what had happened and he's like hey why don't you you know come to thailand because that's where he lives and why don't you come over here and so we were in this really perfect place where we didn't have a lease we didn't have a you know we didn't sign anything we didn't have anywhere to go and so that kind of like started this um you know travel experience thing and we went to thailand for two, two months. months yeah we went overseas for two months and like my dream growing up was always to be like a national geographic photographer like that was like the dream for me and so this was like my first taste of actually getting to like we were doing some work for them like documenting some other projects over there um and it just like i feel like it opened up the doors for us to be like oh this is like what we want to do like we had that passion early on in our relationship and we just loved our two months there it was like the longest honeymoon ever it was awesome and then we came back and left in Seattle for a year and a half. And then we love Seattle, but it wasn't ever like, I don't think we ever found that community we were looking for there. Like we tried and it was a really great experience living there, but we just knew it wasn't for us. Like we weren't ready to buy a house. We couldn't have bought a house there at the time. Yeah. It's so expensive. Right. Still can't buy a house Still there. Can't buy a house there. <laughs> so we were living there for two years and then we just decided, let's try something else. I actually discovered it on social media, the whole van life thing. Yeah. And um, it was just we just took a chance it on it. It is the new thing right it now. Is. It is. You yeah. are a second person. No way. Really. Couple. Yeah. Interviewed. Well, one van, one Airstream. Yeah, but still yeah. living oh on the road yeah. and, you know, yeah. doing that whole travel life thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, we've interviewed almost 100. I'm like, and two are <laughs> living. Yeah. This is, a, this is now trending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not like as unique as what we thought when we first did yeah. it. So, yeah. so did, you, did you have, did you like raise money for the van? How I don't did, know. It was you, just savings. It. Yeah. It was yeah. Savings, savings. And we actually worked a lot during the van build. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I have clients. We both had clients that we were like working for. So in the mornings we would go out work on the van. And then during the day we would do our like normal work and then go back out to the van and we did all the conversion ourselves except for like two or three things mm -hmm. and you know it's exhausting yeah it was nerve-wracking um cutting a window and like after the first oh, we yeah. cut the window in the side of the van because it's just like a shell of a van it's you, you're cutting into metal and so after the first one you we all her dad included were just kind of shaking at each other like you know we're just <laughs> nervous like we're like we're, we're just gonna pay somebody so <laughs> yeah but so that's funny yeah so then you decided that then that was this is gonna be the life 
Yeah. For well, we committed how long? to a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a year, like that's how much money we put into the van, and we said we're gonna hit the road for a year. The plan was to see. 49 states and all the national parks in one year. And <laughs> Did you do it? No, gosh, no. <laughs> that's ambitious, gosh, right? No. I think we've seen like 13 national parks of the 40-something, and we haven't even hit California or Colorado yet. I mean, yeah. there's a lot out there still. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're a year and a half into it. and So you're longer know. than a year. Yeah, yeah we so are. So at this mark. one year mark, did you have to sit down and have a conversation? Like, are we still going on? Or was it just like, we just we're kinda, in the groove and we like it? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And we definitely have those days where we wonder what the heck we're doing. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we've just kept going because we've loved it. Well, like, and, and we've got, it's become like a new norm, like mm-hmm. to think about, to think about just having, you know, running water on a constant basis. <laughs> I know this sounds stupid, but I'm like, oh, I'm no. like, oh, that's it something doesn't. you don't have to think about. Yeah. But, you know, but for us, it's like, okay, where, where, where are we getting water <laughs> where's today? Where's our water yeah. source? Yeah. yeah, and be like, where's that nice Whole Foods with the really nice bathroom, you know? Like, and so, <laughs> that's so, our life right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Our, yeah. and so. Um, and the van has, a logistically, the van has a toilet, a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. there hot water? There's, There's hot, hot water. water. We have a stove and an oven. I mean, it's got... Essentially has everything you need, but it's just very small. small. Yeah. So. And and we like to say that we tried to make it to where it looks like Joanna Gaines kind of like spit up into it. So it's got like ship lap and like, you know, the the nice It's fancy. Yeah, it looks it's fancy cute. for being a camper van. It looks yeah. fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what have you learned in this minimalist life that you are living now? I mean, you've had a taste of like normal life, right? With mm-hmm. all your space and an apartment and all of that. And then now you have to condense a lot to be mobile in a little van. We don't need near as much as what we think we need. We say that and we still have a storage unit, but <laughs> we really don't need that much. I think, Yeah. I don't know. I think it teaches us, we've learned to sort of just roll with a lot of things. Like we try not to plan as much as what we used to. Like I used to be very much a planner and now I realize like the more I plan, the more it messes up. And so yeah. we definitely just sort of learned to go with the flow, I think is the biggest lesson I've taken away from it. Yeah. Being more flexible. And mm-hmm. I was flexible to begin with. Like, I mean, I'm pretty much agree with whatever you say and I'll just go along for the ride. And Not so, me. and, um, <laughs> so more, more yeah. on your end. Yeah. 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 So it yeah. was me. Yeah. And so, um, and I think, I don't know, I mean, it, it, the whole stuff thing, you know, having so much stuff, you know, we thought that we needed or even like when it comes down to clothes, you know, right now our cabinets in our van, mine specifically, I it's still I feel like I'm exploding out and I'm like, OK, I've got to get rid of more things, you know, mm. to still fit in this. And so on the other side of that, like it does take out the extra stress to think like I don't have to think mm. about what I'm going to wear. Mm. I don't have to think about where any everything is right in front of us. And, you know, and it it's another um, choice I don't have to make during mm. that day. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I know you guys were also saying that, you know, you had this kind of setup in the van with your computers like out in these workspaces. And there was, we saw this picture of it. I was like, wow, they are worker. You know, you got this perfectly set <laughs> they up. had a plan. Yeah. But you had also stated that that like felt then like you woke up and then you had to go straight to work and always be working. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that and how you've changed, adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. So we started out with the van having two iMacs side by side and we just, we'd wake up in the morning and we would just hit the ground running because there wasn't really a place to like hang out in the van. And so we always found ourselves just like instantly start working and it wasn't really, it wasn't the lifestyle that we had set out for in the van. So we changed that around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we actually took out the iMacs. We made this seating area. Um, to where we can like sit, we sit across from each other and now it just it we can still work there we have laptops now which is super nice um, but now we're able to like just kind of hang out and have a space and you know when it comes to like traveling full time you know especially being like a digital nomad and working online like you have to have internet and so that was the one thing with the IMAX that we were constantly battling is like okay we're we have to do work on these things but I don't have internet to accomplish this and so uh, that was hmm. sort of a, a deciding factor of like all right we just need to really f- fully rely on our our laptops and and um and let's just get this extra stress out of here because it was just every time we would wake up it was like all right I guess guess it's back to work back to the grind and it wasn't we didn't mean for it to be that way and so, there are some days where we miss having the IMAX and the big computers and just being because it was something special to be able to 
like sit at a lake or at a campsite or something. And we, mm. we've got this window behind the iMac or, you know, where the computers were. And you're just like, it's this know, Instagram <laughs> moment. Yeah. yeah it's right. like, look at all these suckers I'm talking to online. And, you know, I'm just here, you know, having van life, you know, the perfect moment. So now you, so you're still working, right? Mm. Yeah. We how both, does that, how does that play out? What do you guys, what's your day job yeah, on the road, I guess? Yeah. So mostly like, Chris, I mean, Chris, Chris's business is still going and thriving and that kind of thing. Yeah. So like I, I, I work with a lot of different like companies or authors and like do branding and, and like, you know, video work. I'm, I sort of like, I I call it, I'm a handyman when it comes to like marketing. And so I can do the social media side of things or I can do, you know, websites or, you know, videos. and, And so, and that's where it comes into play. But the other side of that is we actually have a YouTube channel now that has um, sort of become a business. And um, we're... Is that your part, Sarah? Yeah, that's sort of where I come in now is I helped Chris some with his business. I mean, I I quit my job about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Mm -hmm. So before we hit the road. And so I kind of handle all of our stuff now and it keeps growing and growing. So it's more and more of a full-time job, which is great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can justify not going finding another job right now. But yeah, it's definitely a team effort though. Like he is definitely more creatively gifted than me, I guess. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You were very... And that's where we butt heads is because we're both creative and we both have visions and, and, and like because we both have this creative eye. But you're very creative. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a team effort for sure. So <laughs> I, I handle all the back end stuff right now. Okay. That stuff. Yeah. So that the blogging and the editing, it's sort of, yeah, it's just both of us. So, all right. 24 hours a day. You guys are together. Oh yeah, and right. working like together. Like literally, yeah, like down and by the river. Yeah, <laughs> in a van down by the river. <laughs> Heard that one a time or two this uh, year. Sorry, that was not a good joke. I thought it was clever. Right? Dad jokes. Yes, yeah, dad jokes. Um, man, how do you? How does that go? Do you ever get sick of each other? Oh no, we love each other uh, so much. Yeah, <laughs> we. You know, we really are best friends. Like I, mm. I know it sounds cheesy, but. We really do get along very well. It doesn't mean we don't have our moments and stuff. I mean, now it looks kind of like he goes and sits in the front seat and I hang, back, <laughs> hang out in the back of the van kind of thing. But we, uh, that's, your that's your separation. Yeah, really, yeah, I mean, you've got 15 feet to separate. But yeah. we have noise-canceling headphones, which have saved the marriage and <laughs> stuff like that's that. Funny. So, yeah, we call them the marriage savers. But, I yeah. mean, it works pretty well for, I mean— I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's working. No, it works really well. I mean, there are day there are obvious. We we have really high highs and really low lows, mm-hmm. and so everything is just magnified in the van um, specifically. By this small space. Yeah. 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 So if a dish falls off the counter and breaks, it is like the end of the world. Like, what yes. are we doing? <laughs> and um, and then you know, other times it's like we're driving down the road and the, the sunset's amazing, and like this is amazing. You right. Know, right. You know? so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that seems like that's the flip side. Is like, yeah, you're there's the the smallness of the van and all that, but then the flip side is like you're experiencing the whole world mm-hmm. together. You have Absolutely. these experiences yeah. that are never ending. Take us to a moment though. When it was like we are done, we are we done quit. with oh, this gosh. van and with what? Tell us a story where you're like, we quit. we quit, we quit. Oh, oh my gosh! I feel like the last couple of months have been hard, but it's had some really high highs in there too. But what would you say? The heater breaking? Oh, the heater. Our, oh yeah, so we have a heater in our van so we can stay, you know, warm. You know, like obviously. at night or whatever. At, yeah, yeah, at night. And so, and it's heater. you know, and everybody. Everybody that's in van life, you know, or whatever, traveling has this heater. And so nobody has ever posted problems about it. Nobody's ever. Um, all the reviews all were great. All the reviews great. are amazing. <laughs> and we have had the worst time with this stupid heater that, you know, when we first started, when we first started in van life, it wasn't working. And so we. Um, for different we, reasons. For, for different been reasons. A headache yeah, for, for different reasons. But we thought it was like, our, you know, our fault. And so we were like, took it to a mechanic and got it. And so it was fixed and then a year into it it starts breaking down again and it you know and it actually it was just this ongoing battle of like it would break we would take it to the mechanic and these mechanics that fix this certain type of heater they're not used to they're used to working like with truckers and like big rigs you know and so and here we come bopping in looking like little you know hipsters spit us out and, and, <laughs> and it's just like they don't it, take us seriously they don't take us serious and so it was like this mixture of like we're cold it's snowing outside and these people aren't treating us like human beings they're just trying to rip us for you know they're charging us all this money and so we're ha- constantly battling and so there was this one time where we were talking to the mechanic and um and he was just 
he was just a jerk. And he, um, he decided that he wanted to go into an argue, an art, a, uh, a competition with Sarah. Like he wanted to argue with her over who, not a good who, idea. who was right and who was wrong. And I'm like, Hey, you know, you have at it, man. <laughs> and, um, and so it was definitely like, he was trying to charge us for something that he broke and he just, uh, he like originally charged us and sent us on our way. And I was like, I told him, I was like, you charged us without it working. And you sat there and told us it wasn't working. And then yeah. anyway, we finally caught him in his little yeah. lie of sorts. And he finally fixed it. And, and, then it finally broke, fix it. and then it broke again in a couple of weeks. And it was like during the, these highs and lows of like embattling with these people, we were just, we were at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. I mean, just it tense. Kind of, it was just tense just because it's. It, you have all this stress in the van. Like I said, you know, like if a plate falls, it's the end of the world. And so, it, you know, not having heat and having to and having to give up our time to, you know, our time's valuable and, and having to keep going back to these mechanics or dealing with the same problem over and over again. It was like, what are we, why are we doing this whole van travel thing if we can't, if we're just stuck in some suburb that we can't get out and do anything in, you know? And so it kind of defeats the purpose when you're just, you know, not doing it. So how did you get out of it? Like, how did you work through that? They finally fixed the heater, I guess, is the best way to say it. But I mean, we just, it's, we have to always go back to like, it's you plus me, not you versus me is kind of how we always look at it. And um, I definitely have to step back occasionally and realize like when we're at each other's throats, like. It's not us against each other. Like, it's another thing that's causing this tension in our lives, and we just have to step back and reevaluate. Be on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like that's a phrase you say often. Yeah. Right? Is that, like, it's not you. It's you plus me, yeah. not you against me. Yeah. yeah. That's something we've been saying a lot more and more lately. Like, we'll find ourselves fighting, and then we have to step back and be like, what are we doing? Like, we're on the same team. Like, we're not against yeah. each other here. And normally the problem's not with how either one of us has handled yeah. something or, you know, we've done something wrong. You know, it's more of just like this. Ex- circumstantial. Yeah, and it's very circumstantial. So. That's a great. Uh, I love that story. So. I was watching your video. You kind of did a, you documented the last year, I guess the first year, mm-hmm. yeah, like a longer video. And I like the part that I loved. I mean, it was fun to see the map of all the places, which you've been all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe you drove to Alaska. But my favorite part was when the two of you are sitting just outside or right on the entrance to the van talking about the last year. Yeah. And, and I wanted to dig in on something that you alluded to, but I want to hear a little bit more. You, you were talking about the challenges of community being mm. on the road. Yeah. Um, so can you guys share about that? Like what, first of all, how difficult has it been and how have you found community in the midst of this journey? Definitely takes being more intentional now. So we don't have a consistent church group or anything like that. And community is very important to both of us. I mean, when we first met, our cycling team was this really tight community. Probably the, the cycling teams I've been on have been the strongest communities I've ever been a part of. Like they just are so close. And so we had that early on in our relationship and we knew we both valued that. And being on the road, like since we don't have, you know, a church to depend on, a family to depend on, anything like that, we have to be really intentional about seeking out friends, which, I mean, thankfully we have friends literally in every state. I mean, hmm. it's rare we go a week without seeing somebody we know. Yeah. So we have it. It's not consistent. So we don't have that follow up with friends of, hey, how are you really doing? Like checking in and that kind of thing. Like it's all via text or phone. We have that now. But as far as like human interaction and socializing and seeing people who mean a lot to us, like we still have it. It just looks different. Yeah, it does look different. It's very intentional. Mm -hmm. It's very like we have to be the ones to reach out to people because otherwise, I mean, we talk to strangers, you know, in the, on the road, but normally, you know, West Coast people sort of get the van life, like, because there are more. There's so many out there. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. Just so many out there. But on the East Coast, we're like the circus monkey. You know, everybody's just like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Times are really tough for you, you know? And it's like, no, like, times are just different. And and, <laughs> and so it's um it's been, you know, so we'll have interactions with strangers and other people who, who do travel, you know, um, you know, nomadically, and which has been, you know, cool to be a part of. Like, I think it's such a weird community that we're a part of because we're just a part of so many different types of people. Hmm. Um, like, well, you know, we go from the, the, the real van people who are like living full time in their van down by the river, you know, like more cause they have to more that because they have to. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, you know, then we can switch over to, 
you know, like you, you drive an RV and you're just doing this for the summer gig or, you know, or you have a year sabbatical or, you know. And so we, we have gotten to meet so many different people that are just inspiring and different in their own ways. Yeah. And, um, but having community consistently has probably been the toughest thing. Mm-hmm. So. so when you're kind of traveling, you're at an RV park or wherever you're, I'm guessing you park at places like that often. Yeah, we do campsites. Campsites. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campsites. Um, have you ever met another couple that has given you like incredible marriage advice? They didn't give us marriage advice, but we 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 were inspired by them. Was hanging with Herky. Oh yeah, this other YouTube couple. Hanging with Herky. Hanging yeah. with Herky. Herky's their dog. Herky's their dog. They're like, super nice. I don't people. know if they even know that they've inspired us so much, but we tell we talk every, about them all. The we time. talk about them all the time, and we we tell people. So I mean, being hardcore out people, you know, outdoor people like we are, we decided to get a campsite at Disney World. And um, and so we were staying at Disney World for a couple of days and this older couple, this is before we had like the YouTube channel. We, you know, we were just in our van and this older couple came up with um, their dog, which is Herky, and a GoPro. And they were just like the sweetest couple. They were just loving it. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? And uh, he's like, you know, we got a YouTube channel and it's about our adventures with our dog and like, you know, they're, they're retirees <laughs> and they're just sharing their adventures. Like and, 65, 70 years. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, they wanted to see the inside of our van. We talked like they were just like, yeah, we're, they're uh, so sweet and though. You like, know what the advice that, I mean, the one thing that they said to us was that they wished that they had started or like they, they said, what you're doing is right. You know, like take it now take, you mm-hmm. know, I'm so glad that, you know, they were so glad to see people not waiting till like 65, yeah, 65 yeah. to start doing this travel. That's probably what we hear the most from people who are older than us, especially. I mean, even our parents, they they wish they had done this when they were younger because like my dad's retiring this summer, but his knees are shot. So he can't go hike or do whatever he wants. Mm. Like he, yeah. he could have if he was our age. Yeah. And I think that's probably the piece of advice we get from a lot of different people, but hanging with Herky especially. Yeah. We love them because they're retirees and they just, they love each other so much and they're just out there. And doing but, their own thing, and they are, and they're th- and they're doing a YouTube channel, and like you know, <laughs> and like, we would have to check and, out. You know, and when they left our van, I looked at Sarah and I said, "We need to do a, a YouTube channel." Like oh. they were so because of that conversation that inspired they're the ones who got us. Yeah, on they're the yeah. ones who like inspired us to start like documenting and and yeah. all, and then it yeah. kind of snowballed. And so and that's what they're doing is they're documenting their days together. I don't know if they have kids or not or anything, but. I was like, we need to be doing the same thing. I mean, we're both creative. Um, like, I do photos. He does video. And it's just like this natural thing for us to start, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But so we owe Hanging with Herky everything. Have you, you ever know? seen them on the road any other place? We no. almost did the other day. We missed them by about a week. Yeah. Right? We, we almost met them again at Disney World. That's <laughs> so funny. We spent a lot of time at Disney, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we tried to do that campground, remember? Yeah, we broke down between here and there. Yep. It In didn't our work RV. out so good. Yeah. That was a sad day for us. Yeah. Can I ask you guys where you went? Is that getting off topic or can you yeah. tell us a little we, bit? We had the Airstream right. and we had our kids with us and we were going to surprise them. It was going to be this like epic adventure, surprise, like feeling like the best parents ever and take them to Disney and do the campsite thing, you know, there. And it would have been their first time, you know, the whole thing. So we're in the truck, you know, pulling the Airstream. And the kids are like, where are we going? We're like, we can't tell you. You know, we're we're going for fun. You know, just it's an adventure. So it's like 100 questions. <laughs> you know, they're all excited. We're going 70 miles an hour on the highway. And then all of a sudden our uh, truck goes to like 30 miles an hour, just like, in the middle of the highway, out of the blue. And we're like, what? I'm like, Jeff, what's happening? And he's like, I don't know. You know, so we pull over. I think it was more like, Jeff, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you breaking on the highway? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then we pull over. This, Anyways, it all unravels to the truck is broken. We can't. Near it. Tifton. Near, we can't take Tifton, it further. We're in the middle of nowhere. We have to take the truck to get repaired, but they won't take the Airstream with the truck. So we have to separate the two. So the Airstream has to go to a campsite. The truck has to go to the dealer. And we're stuck in South Georgia in the middle of nowhere with our kids who are like, What's happening now? Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, oh, no. where were we going to go? It's like and we were going to go to Disney. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like we're kind of crying. And then they're like, well, can we watch a movie? And yeah. so, so we, we figured yeah, yeah. it ended up being awesome. 
But uh, we went all over kind of the southeast oh, okay. in that Pretty trip. Cool. And then yeah. we did the VW of the um, PCH. So oh, cool. More oh. in California. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so yeah, we we still haven't made it to that Disney campground. We well, it's it. it's great. Maybe if you we'll ever have make to visit there. you guys, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like do a meetup there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. As a digital nomad, it's everything you want because right. it's everybody's happy. They have Wi-Fi and a pool. So like, done. yeah, done. <laughs> so, so where funny. do you guys go from here? I mean, uh, it's interesting. Like you've documented where you've been. So is there a plan moving ahead or is it when you're living in a van, is it like, where are we going Thursday or is it like, you know, is it a longer term plan or is it continuous short term plans? Where where are you going next? We usually plan by like events. Like we know where we have to be on a certain day. And so we just sort of wing it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to plan like at least a week out and now it's like, I don't know where we're going to go tomorrow. Like literally half this, half this past month has just been like, well, we'll just go to Miami now or yeah, whatever. We'll go to the Keys sort of, and, you know, bop around and like, yeah. And, and that's so, what we like, yeah. but it does make like that community aspect harder because we never know where we're going to be and that mm. kind of thing. But I mean, yeah. right now we know two weeks out and then past that, we have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. And so it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it is fun. It to is. Some people, I guys could see listeners being like, one listener could be like, that's amazing. And then their spouse is like. Hell I would no. never do this in my life. If you yes. ever suggest this. <laughs> I mean, we That's have those moments too. That yeah. is definitely you and I. Yeah, but yeah. now you, yes, but you have, have kids moments. now. And so shoving the Our kids, kids and the- Our kids love it. Oh, really? Our yeah. kids love it. How old are they again? 10 and 7. Okay. Yeah, they would- in they a heartbeat, w- they, they would, would go do this it weekend. Forever, yeah. yeah. But not in a van, though. Like, you couldn't do van life with, or we, you could. We did. Oh, you the did. So we had a VW. VW with oh, the my pop. word. I thought it was just the two of you guys in that. No, there was four of us. No oh, way. my word. Yeah. Wow, a lot of respect for you guys. Yeah. I mean, the dog's so look, hard enough, but yes. having kids in there. So, <laughs> you think that that's kind of the determining factor for you guys? Like, when mm. kids come into, like, when you decide you want to do kids and that kind of thing, that that's going to be the end? Or. I don't know. Because our other friends that's, you know, said the same kind of thing. They're like, we're all in until I think that that's time what comes. most people say. But mm. I I'm hmm, I hate this question. <laughs> um, because I don't personally feel like I'm gonna be having kids. Like that's okay. just mm-hmm. where I'm at. And it's a really hard thing to have to admit, but I don't foresee us having kids. I mean, mm-hmm. that can change. That's mm-hmm. outside my control. But for the foreseeable future, I don't see, I mean, everything we talk about, our dreams and stuff like that, kids never really seem to ever play a part. Like we have these great dreams and it's like, oh, kids almost seem like an afterthought. And I'm not, mm. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not 100% on board about kids. I'm like 40% on board kind of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's something we want to like jump into. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, we're in it for now, but yeah, if I got pregnant or something, I don't think I'd be doing a van. I mean, <laughs> did you meet anybody on the road that it was would, a, like van life with kids? Their kids? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. And you'll like, see them like packed in the yeah, vans. Like, like, but that's the, like vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, is that van life? Are, some of them are full time. Like they'll just shove the kid into a drawer, you know, for nighttime. <laughs> you, or, you, know, you think I'm kidding? You think we're kidding? Well, like, they figured out this way to make it all work. We've seen somebody that they created a shelf for their kid and now their kid is out grown the shelf so i'm like there's only so much space that you yeah. can do and they're oh, yeah man. so i mean it works for them i guess for us i can't imagine i mean it's us and our little dog right now and he's 30 yeah. pounds and we're, so it's but yeah, we're also enough. the same people like we see people all the time in their vans and they're like oh we just want to have people over and have community together in the van and i'm like you're insane like we can't we're you comfortable you guys want to get out of it oh yeah i, I want to get out of the van like when we socialize we're meeting up at a brewery or something. Yeah, like yeah. Like, I mean, we want to get out of the van for community because yeah. otherwise we're just all cramped in there like sardines. You'd be fun. like, hey man, how's that? How's that soup? You know, is that really good? You know, it's like, I <laughs> like don't... our van is just enabling us to have these adventures. Like that is not who we are. It's not what we're all about. Mm. Like it really just takes us from one place to another. So when we're traveling, we don't want to be hanging out in the van with people. Like we'll right. hang out at the campsite around a bonfire together, but we don't want to be yeah. hanging out inside our little tin can. Like that's yeah. just not what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some people do and they like Some it, people but. do and you know props to them. I just can't imagine like trying to cook, trying to socialize and like everybody's <laughs> just like you know, 85 square feet, you know, or whatever like yeah. moving around. It so. works for us. We, we really do enjoy it. It sounds yeah. like we hate it, but we really have had fun. I mean, most of the time. Like, I mean, you've been done it days. for a year and a half. Yeah. I would assume that you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I think people thought we were going to quit. Like, I, we keep thinking people are watching for the train wreck. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> and it hasn't happened, and we're still doing it. But yeah. it's been fun. Can I go back to your kind of sharing about your 
you know, whether you imagine having kids in your, in your life, um, it was interesting watching you say that to us. It felt like, can I say this? Is this, or is there going to be judgment? Is there, is that a real, am I picking up on something there? No, for sure. And, um, I think that we both grew up in the church. So like, I think I always, there's not, it doesn't seem to be like a lot of space in the church, especially for women who don't want to have kids. And so that's sort of where like, I almost feel guilty for like, I'm being selfish. Like I don't want to have kids, but in reality, like I don't think I'd make a good mom right now. Like where I met everything else I want to do overshadows the actual want of a kid. And I don't think Mm -hmm. I could do a kid justice. Like Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like something I'm supposed to do. So I think, yeah, there's a lot of like almost shame. Like I really want to want kids, but it doesn't seem like something that Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. And that's hard, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and, and dealing and some people when they have children, like they put their identity, Mm -hmm. you know, in children and in their child. And so they, the people that we've met that, that have been like that, it's been really hard to explain or relate because it's like this foreign world of like, why, like, why wouldn't you? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand. It's almost like this unwritten rule book that you're supposed to follow Mm -hmm. that, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like expectations of mm -hmm. society and yeah, for sure. Especially in the South. I mean, like where we're from, like all my friends from high school and college, like they're already on their second kids, most of them. And Mm -hmm. I feel like more and more I lose some of those friends just because I don't connect with them the same way I used to. And that's hard. And I don't want to have a kid just so I can have friends. I mean, that doesn't seem like a good reason, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, I'm not going to keep relating to people as we get older unless I have a kid. And that's not a good place to be either. So, um, but we do have some friends who have kids and it's, there's very different ways of parenting. We've seen that and it's refreshing. So it's sort of been like, oh, Maybe we could do that one day. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but then there's other friends that I, yeah, I just, I don't want that to be my life. Like, I don't want kids to be my identity yet. So, yeah. It's interesting. The relatability to friends concept is funny. You guys have lived an incredible life at a young age. And so your relatability with friends is probably always going to be difficult. It, probably. Like, but there's always the comparison thing right. in everything, right? Yeah. It's like, even if you're living this great life of adventure, or whatever, then you still look to whatever you don't have. Yeah. And then you do this like comparison totally. thing of that. And then it's always like, well, maybe I should be mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. because you start looking to the side, you know, we're so else. guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, we're so guilty of that. Yeah, especially with everything we're doing with like our work changing and stuff. Like, I mean, it sounds stupid, but even social media, like just growing like our our platform right now. Like, we get distracted by like, well, they're doing this. Maybe we should be going at that angle or that mm-hmm. direction instead. And we have to like put the blinders on, as we always yeah. say, and just keep looking at what we're doing because it's working for us. And if we start drifting to being somebody else, it's not mm-hmm. going to work. And yeah. so that's. Yeah. We're staying in our lane is like what our main goal is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, like, and that goes for having kids or yeah. people relating to us having been to all fifty states or whatever. So yeah. I mean I mean and I it's know. easy for the social media thing for us to like turn it off. Like mm-hmm. we, we won't watch YouTube or we won't watch we'll turn off Instagram, you know, so we don't imitate somebody. So we're trying to be as true to, you know, who we are. But you can't turn off, you know, friendships or, you know, yeah. life around you. You just mm-hmm. can't turn that off. So it's always just a, a difficult balance to like determine that so well i appreciate you sharing a little bit and I, I dug in a little bit because i was like you know i felt that within you i'm like she doesn't need to she doesn't need to think that with us oh. for sure like that's a um we were the same way it took us like up to almost eight ten years before mm-hmm. we had kids or before we even i was even in the headspace yeah. to be able to get to that place you know yeah. i think i had a very similar mentality for years and years and years. Um, and yeah, all our friends had kids and we're, you, we are the only, you know, married, no Mm -hmm. kid couple for so long. So I understand that feeling, but I also would push back and say, it really doesn't end. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you take that next step and you say, okay, we're going to have a kid. And then you get this one kid and then you look around and, you know, your friends have three and then you feel this pressure. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you feel this pressure like, oh, am I supposed to have another? And oh, wait, they said two years apart is the right time. Okay. So now two, okay. And then, you know, it it, it literally never ends. Like Mm. this idea of like what you should do or what society or your comparison factors are, it never ends. And parenting, you know, like you even said, seeing different parents are like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not what I want. But then you see others that you're like, oh, 
that's a possibility. So it, yeah. it even when you have kids, it, this will keep going that's for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. like, don't feel like I, I guess I'm saying it to encourage you is like this is not abnormal. This is so normal. And mm. It will just be the next phase mm. of whatever life looks like for mm-hmm. you of trying to continue to stay true to you regardless. Mm, like even good. when kids come in the picture or never come into the yeah. picture, mm-hmm. yeah. staying true to you at every stage yeah. is always going to be. Yeah. You two are living a life of adventure, a life that says we're not going to, we're not going to make choices based off of fear. Mm-hmm. And what society and tells what us. Society tells us we're going to do what we like are attracted to and what we Mm -hmm. want and what we feel a sense of purpose in. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. So I don't know if that includes kids or not. It it might not. That's great for you, but don't lose that part of who you guys are. Yeah. Cause that can go forward (laughs) in parenting and that can go forward in any, you know, any business and you know, that can go forward no matter what you're doing or not doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. It's always refreshing to hear that, you know, from an actual human being, Mm -hmm. because especially being on the road, you know, if we don't interact with somebody, you know, like we have a, like a social media quote that could say something very similar and you're like, oh, that's a bunch of mumbo jumbo gar, you know, gargle, but (laughs) having it come out from like a human mouth and, and, um, it's so encouraging. Well, we are down to our last question, which we ask every couple. Which is kind of relatable to this conversation. So is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? For me, I don't think it would be. But Mm -hmm. I'm still relatively young. I'm only 28, so there's time to change that. But Mm -hmm. from where I'm at right now, I don't see it working for me. And that's hard to say, but um, I can't speak for everybody. So for me, work and my relationship are top priority right now. And if we have a kid, maybe my perspective will shift, but mm-hmm. that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that honesty. Yeah. And so I think everything's a season and right now we're not, we're good at two things, you know, work mm-hmm. and, and love. And, um, I think maybe down the road, if, if something does happen, if there is a family, maybe we could be good at that, but I don't think we could be good at all three things. I think something would have to shift, Um, because we're, I'm not good at balancing at all. You know, I'm when it, especially in in our relationship too. I mean, you know, with work, like it's either work a hundred percent or relationship a hundred percent sometimes. And so it's very hard for me to, to turn it off. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I think I can juggle two things. Okay. I'm not very, I'm not very very good at it, but, Mm -hmm. um, but you can always strive, but it's always seasons too. So yeah, for sure. Well, random, thank you guys. Random other question. How big of a bed do you guys have in the van? Almost a king size. Almost a king actually. Size. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. And now it's time for the breakdown. What you got, babe? Well, you know, I love their you plus me, not you versus me. Mm. And I think it just goes to kind of what we always talk about in the same sense is just the same team mentality of just in these times of struggles and where conflict comes or emotions are coming, just remembering that we're both on the same team and we're not against each other. Yeah. Those, those times. When I was writing it, I was thinking, I like putting the plus sign. It just means that you and I, it's more positive. It's a positive. Yeah, it's a positive. The positive plus. There you go. Yeah, Andre and I have always kind of battled this idea. You and I, we've always battled this idea of I'm more of an optimist. You're more of a realist. Yes. So anytime I can add a plus sign to my (laughs) notes, I'm just feeling a little bit better. (laughs) I'm glad you're so positive, babe. It helps. I love when she started really going off on this idea that the van is only enabling us to do their adventure. The whole thing, it's funny, all the questions start evolving around the van, but really they're not doing it for a van. Mm. They're doing it for an adventure. They want to see the world. They want to go experience these new places, but the van is the tool to do it. But everybody's questions are about the van. Well, yeah, and then it goes into the whole culture, like this van life culture and yeah. all of that like, stuff. This has but nothing to do with she, the van. Yeah, I really like that she wanted to really make that distinction. Yeah. Right, because when we talk about our stories of doing those adventures, they, I, I could relate with that, where other mm-hmm. people are like, well, how did you do that? Tell me about this, that, and the other. And it's like, right. no, we got to go to Big Sur, actually. 
And like, and for us, it was just connection, the connection together as a family. Yeah, that's why we did it. Right. Um, I thought she was so real and honest about yeah. her feelings about uh, children or not having children and then feeling that pressure that society puts on us. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just really feel that from her, you know. She was so cautious when she went there. And then it, that's why I kind of double backed a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, you like to press those buttons. Well, I don't want people to feel cautious about things that they're struggling wrestling with. with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not struggling, wrestling. I, yeah. I think, you know, I think that's how all of us actually grow is in the midst of the wrestling moments mm-hmm. when we have spaces and times and environments where we can freely speak. Yeah. Because you speak I, it out into existence, yeah. there is a chance for healing. There's a chance for other people to say me too. Yeah. There's a chance for growth in that. Yeah. And I think sometimes that happens in our own relationship. We're thinking something and we're not sure if we can say it, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, what if my partner isn't in, on the same page? Is all of a sudden, am I creating a wall between us? Mm-hmm. But you... I don't know. I think I, when I look back at the times both you and I have unpacked moments like that, it's actually unified us mm-hmm. way more. We may not yeah. agree on it. Right. Yeah. But just bringing up those tension points and those. And knowing hard that things. you're fully loved and accepted in this relationship, despite whatever you might be feeling or hiding deep within or feeling insecure about to be able to know that you always have that safe place with somebody else. Yeah. I'm it's really, really valuable. I'm really thankful that they came here. I'm thankful that they reached out. We really got connected to them, honestly, through our Instagram account, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. They started yeah. commenting. And their listeners are podcasts. That's kind of cool. Yeah, this is great. So we are so thankful for Chris and Sarah. And check out their YouTube uh, videos and uh, subscribe to Let's Be Us. Let's Be Us. That's another episode of Love or Work. Produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.